You're listening to Dedication. Fans remember the Bay City Rollers on TD1 Radio. And it's time for our guest DJ segment. So let's get right into it. Tonight we have with us Nessa Burns, Reece Snyder, formerly from Astoria, Queens, now living in Bangor, Maine. And Laura, fun fact, I know you know, but not everyone else does, that Nessa and I were pen pals back in the 70s, and I knew her as Kip and Eric, and she was my absolute favorite pen pal. So let's get started, shall we? Absolutely. I can't wait. Hello, Nessa. Hey there. How are you, Suze? Hi, Nessa. Hey, Laura. Thank you so much for doing this. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Well, I, I know you have a lot of good songs here and a lot of good stories, so we should probably jump right in. What do you think, Laura? Absolutely. All right. So the first song that you picked is what we know as The Pie, but also called When I Say I Love You. Tell us about this song and what it means to you. Sure. This is actually a great song to start with because it's just about you know, like maybe six months into my fandom, I was kind of late to the game, as I've said in previous interviews with you all. And um, so this was, I think, late 77. And um, I was over at my friend Rhea's house. She was my uh, dealer who hooked me up with the rollers. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I, you know, I wasn't allowed to uh, watch the midnight special at my own house because we lived in a really small apartment and, uh, the living room was taken up with my mom and stepfather. So it kind of made it tough for me. And when we found out they were hosting the midnight special, we just lost our minds and mm. true to, true to, you know, what it was promised. It was the most I'd ever seen them speak and play on TV, which was awesome. Oh, and wow. of course I had my um, GE, mm. you know, tape recorder with the little, you know, piano key buttons that you push down to record. And oh, yeah. It had like this little rectangular um, mic and I had the mic pressed up against the TV speaker. And so I'm at Rhea's house in this really awkward position holding this thing. And every time they're on, I record it. And so, you know, I've recorded all kinds of stuff. I think they did It's a Game and a bunch of other stuff. This was the four, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the right. Four unit. And um, not four, four. Um, and so... Uh, I'm, I'm watching, they go to commercial break and they come back and, you know, they're into a roller song. So I'm ready to go. And the first strains of When I Say I Love You started. And I swear to God, I mean, I just swooned. I was, I had never heard them play anything like that. I really don't think there's anything else in their catalog that sounds like it. And, you know, that gorgeous guitar and, you know, just the vocal. Um, I, I looked at Rhea, I couldn't say anything. <laughs> Oh. Mike, you know, like I can't pick it up. So I'm mouthing to her, what is this? What oh. is this? <laughs> and just my eyes are big. It was just the coolest moment. It was really the most mature moment I think I had had in that fandom, that song. And it really brought me to the next level. Well, well let's get you swooning and let's listen to it. <laughs> Love you, you 
as a Philly girl, your next pick is a Super Bowl winner. See what I did there? <laughs> why oh, did you pick? Why did you pick Eagles Fly? Now I'm an honorary Philly girl. I married in. I'm just saying. Yes, you did. Yes. I can say we'll, water. We'll I know what I'm doing. We'll um, do <laughs> uh, although I think Patty Mahomes is a sweetheart, but that's just me. Uh, anyway. Uh, Eagles Fly was like uh, a secondary track for me for a long time, you know, just kind of album fodder, didn't really think a lot about it, um, wanted to get to the pop stuff. But as I grew older, I realized really what a departure it was for them. You know, the guitar sound is really layered. Um, the production is really clean. It's just a gorgeous, gorgeous track. And it really fits within the 70s soft rock genre a lot, you know, like America, bands like that. Mm -hmm. definitely an aspirational song and I, so now these days when it comes on i crank it well let's listen to that right now Yeah. 
right. That was that was a great song to hear. And I loved your tie-in, Suze. That was awesome. <laughs> well, a Philly, girl, Philly girl's got to do what a Philly girl's got to do. That's <laughs> right. It couldn't be more. Yes, he goes. There you go. I did it. That was perfect. All right. We're going to move on to your next choice. And it's from an album that I personally don't know much about at all. So I'm really excited to hear your take on this particular song that you chose, Nessa. You yep. picked the song New York from the album Vox. Why did yes. you pick that song? So now we're on to my hometown. Um, and that's a big reason why I picked it. Uh, it's, you know, I'm sure Duncan must have written it. This is, of course, the Duncan Thor era. Yeah. And um, it's a, really like a love letter to 1980s New York. But it's the the flaws and the grit as well as what makes it a, a, a place that people want it to be. Sure. You know, he sings his way through the neighborhoods. Um, the, the guitar is incredible. That opening, that opening is the sound of a New York City subway from like the 50s and 60s starting up to leave a station. Now, oh, wow. I, I bet like 99% of the people who've ever listened to this song have no idea. They just think it's a, a sonic effect. But it's it's this for me like that's the sound of oh we're going to the dentist. <laughs> right? that is, I mean, anytime I took the subway as a little girl, one of the particular lines had the old school cars, and that's what they sounded like. So oh wow! So this song really like conjures up memories and and real time like imagery for you from back in the day. Exactly right, and that is the genius of the lyric content. It's beautifully constructed, and um. You know, you don't often get someone from away, if you will, who comes yes. to New York to write about it with such um, such sharp focus. But he really, really captures what it would be like to be a young rock musician with a lot of opportunities, some of them seedy, some mm -hmm. of them, you know, the 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 it's the center of the universe for a rock musician. So that song is just the perfect evocation of that. Oh, that's great. Well, you know what? Let's take a, let's take a listen, and I hope everybody really listens closely to the beginning of the song. <laughs> Never paid for it Miles and miles away from 
ever break you? Could it ever make you in New York? What's that time as I think of her? Doesn't it all difference on the other side? She may well be sleeping now to cover me up with the dreams we'd share if we could sleep tonight. In this heated COVID magic city Could she ever hear me now Calling out Yes, it was a real alive New York Yes, it was a real alive New York Yes, it was a real and alive Could it ever break you? Could it ever make you in New York? Away from home. And that was New York from Vox. Um, that's the next we're going to go really old, old school here um, with Hey CB. Why did you pick this song? So um, this has a great story and it involves another fan, right? Mm -hmm. So um, years and years ago, uh, we New England area gals got together and I got to know Squiggle Mary real well mm -hmm. and, and Carrie and lots of you all. And yeah. um, we were at, I think we were at Carrie's house and Mary had brought a bunch of CDs that she had and she had gotten her hands on one of the um, I'm forgetting what the big set is called. It's like every single album in a, in a, a box set. Um, yeah. So like a, a compilation CD or yes, yes. I think it was Japanese or possibly British, but it was, it's, I have it now. I'm just, completely it's the huge one, the huge souvenirs of youth. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. okay. Right. So, um, I'd never heard some of the old stuff, right. I'd never heard manana. I'd never heard, um, we can make music, da, 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 you know, and so I thought this stuff was just amazing. And so she kindly made me a cassette and my family was all in our van and I slid this cassette in. I'm like, we're going on a little, you know, hike or whatever. So we had to drive. And I was like, we're listening to this. You all are going to listen to the Bay City Rollers now. And so some of it, like manana was not a popular choice in my car. Let's just say that. <laughs> And I think it's like 72 times they say the word manana in that song. <laughs> oh my um, but then Hey CB starts, right? And I certainly had never heard them do anything as glam as that. I'm a huge fan of glam music. I collect it. Um, you know, the Gary Glitter era, the uh, Alvin Stardust. There's like all these really amazing acts from that day that they aspired to be like. So when that song started, you know, Pete's grooving to it. My kids are like, this is cool. And so it's like, it's always a fave. Pete's put it on, on mixtapes. That is like the top listing, you know, oh, wow. grooves. And to me, I, I love Naughty's accent, you know, uh, you're going to wait for me, you know, you can hear it. <laughs> and, um, and Eric's entire musical soul, you know, the, the youthful Eric who really wants to rock out is in that song. That's yeah. awesome. It definitely does rock. It rocks yeah. hard, as you would say. Yeah. Well, let's hear it.
that you really love the, the rollers era yes. um and people should definitely listen to the podcast you did with us during COVID, and we'll hear a lot more stories about about that time yeah. and your love for that music um, but the next song you chose was only the young die old tell us why you picked that one so um vox is pretty much my go-to rollers album um only the young die old is one of two tracks on that record that i really actually three because new york is really up there for me too but um th this is again one of those songs it's such a departure i mean washington's birthday from elevator had a little bit of this kind of dreamy spacey thing going on but it's just got this 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 spatial production value you know it kind of floats and you know duncan's vocals are just a thing of beauty um there's this existential poetry happening in the lyric content um and, you know, it's like, to me, it's like a dispatch from a hazy future. You know, it sounds almost that out there. And I, I never cease to be moved by it. There's just something about it that's really, you know, deep. Well, well, let's listen to it. And I really want Duncan to hear what you just said about that. So I hope he's listening tonight. So <laughs> let's, listen to, let's listen to Only the Young Die Old. Right. 
great song choice. I liked hearing that one. So the next song that you picked, Nessa, I'm going to say that I absolutely love the song choice that you have because um, I'm pretty sure that the first time I heard this song, I only had to hear it one time and then I put it on repeat after that. So you picked Here Comes That Feeling Again. Tell yeah. us about that song. So um, that whole record came to me in the summer of 77, I think my friend Rhea uh, taped it for me. And mm -hmm. um, it's, so wouldn't you like it is the oh, LP. Yeah. And of course that's the British version. So it's got that little cachet thing going. Um, and I, it kind of overrode rock and roll love letter for me, which I owned on vinyl myself because it was just, it had these extra songs in it that we'd never heard before. Oh yeah. Um, so here comes that feeling again has the benefit of course of being Alan's vocal. Yes. Um, and it, and I I guess there's more I saw a, a disc that one of our uh, friends has that it seems like it's a, a best of Alan disc and I was like what? I mean because I only thought he recorded the single after he left the Rollers and just a couple of tracks within the band but mm -hmm. what I'm confessing that's the single. I've never oh, right. heard that. Um but I've heard of it. Uh 
so anyway, to hear Alan's voice is a really wonderful thing. It's, um, it's just, there's something so searching about his vocal in this song. And of course the lyric content is very innocent and sweet about, yes. you know, you, you want to be with somebody, you don't even have any idea what to say to them. And this song and my acquisition of it coincided with the biggest crush of my first year of high school, like just this outrageously painful crush on a good friend that I got to know as a freshman. And um, this song just brings me right there. There's this, this pivotal moment with him where I was going to tell him, I was going to tell him. And I just, this song is exactly what it felt like to me. I felt hopeless. I felt, you know, my admiration for him. I almost couldn't stand it. So I just, this song is like a time capsule for me. I'm just right back to sitting in my bedroom window, sixth floor, looking out over the neighborhood with the headphones on, the big cans on my ears and just, you know, right there, right there. Wow. Well, let's torture you again and play it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are friends for? I'm still friends with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a listen.
So we're going back to the um, the old uh, Duncan era again and back to Vox. And you picked another song from Vox, The Hero. Yes. Tell us about it. So um, I, th there's a very Beatles feel to this, like a Sgt. Pepper era feel. Um, yes. I'm also a big prog fan. And I was even simultaneous with my roller fandom. I was a big Genesis Yes fan. And so The Hero has a lot of elements in it that are very prog inspired. There's a lot of key changes, there's tempo changes, there's imagery, like a circus imagery thing. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of roller songs that are about how ridiculous the pop music world is, right? The, the sheer mm -hmm. lunacy that these young men in, encountered at every turn. And this song is about that in a very veiled way. Right. Um, but I also find it very moving. I, I, I just, I think if I really, if you said Desert Island Disc, one song, I think it's this one for me. All right, well, let's take a listen to the hero. Fly like an eagle, there you go. Sing on, you restless gigolo. Bring your troubles back to me Cause I'm on the line And I don't wanna see you
All right. So now we get to talk about another song choice of yours. This time from, I believe it's from the Elevator album, Stone yeah. Houses 2. Yes. And um, this is, kind of, is this kind of similar to the hero? It isn't sonically similar as you're about to hear, but it's thematically much more yes. overt. Uh, yes. You know, the hero's basically in the same vein as only the young die old. There's a little bit of existentialism there. Yeah. Um, Stoned Houses is straight up, word for word, their life story, right? As as yeah. band members at, at the height of fame, the, you know, everything that that really made it hard. Um, you know, like the, the lyric, for example, uh, some other crashed out suicide call, some other mother with his back against the wall, right? That's, they lived that. Right. right. And there's pain and there's defiance the way they, they performed this song. Um, now, I, I could have chosen Strangers in the Wind. That song has a very similar feel, mm -hmm. you know, this kind of, but it's a little bit more restrained. Yes. And for me, this song does it because one, the title is a genius pun, right? Because they're stoned, right? And also, you throw stones at a house, a glass house, when you are. Um, you know, wrong to condemn somebody. Right? Yes. So it's yeah. a it's a it's a double entendre title, which I love. And then the other thing is that Hollywood, Holly Bull, holy shit. I I love that line. That is exactly the sour experience they had. They're right on the other end of it, and they're just summarizing it in this song. Oh well, let's take a listen to Stone Houses too.
Okay, um, Nessa, next you selected My Lisa. I really want to know why you picked this one. <laughs> right. This was tough because I love the dedication album and I really did wrestle with this. I mean, who doesn't love You're a Woman? I love that song. But in my ad post adult, like my post middle age life, I think My Lisa is remarkable for the tone of Les's voice on this song. He is right in your ear. He's disarming, he's intimate, and he's direct. And there's a lot of emotion in what he sings. And then there's this harmony, which, of course, everything that I love about the Rollers, any era, is the harmony. Mm -hmm. And so when they bring that into the song, it completely supports him. And, you know, you can hear all of their individual voices, uh, you know. And, of course, who doesn't sing along when that happens? It's like it's just the most incredible thing. Um, and then, you know, there's also the element that. I like to think about, right, if my name had been Lisa in 1977, I probably would have passed out if I'd heard this song the first time. I, I do not know how the Lisas made it through that. <laughs> <laughs> I know some Lisas we could ask. Yeah. I was very jealous. My twin sister's name is Lisa, and she and I were Bay City Roller fans together. I ah. was only a little bit jealous that yeah. they wrote a song for her. <laughs> Where's my Laura? Seriously. I hear ya. Well, let's listen. Let's listen to my Lisa. Can't 
And that's enough for your last choice. Um, you're going, you're going a little back, and we we did talk about wouldn't you like it earlier, um, and you chose lovely to see you. Um, yeah. Would you tell us why you love this song? So I'm really glad we're finishing with this one because this to me is just the essence of the Bay City Rollers. This song, it's masterfully produced. It just shimmers. It's such great pop. The vocals, you know, the the harmonies just lift up and. Then there's the guitar. So one of the things that keeps me into this fandom is the sound of Eric's Fender Strats. I mean, he, that is his quintessential sound. And it, this song, it's strong and recognizable, just a beautiful counterpoint to the very orchestral kind of music that's in it. Um, and then at the end, they go and switch it back and they've got this magical interlude, which is violin and keyboard. It's very wistful, those little ding noises on the keyboard. Oh my God. I, and it, again, it puts me right back to the bedroom window, looking out at the neighborhood with the headphones on, just, you know, escape, escape, escape. It's just sheer optimism. And I love it. Oh, well, let's have a listen. Long time. 
Nessa, I cannot believe how fast that hour went. I could talk to you forever. Oh, I love, I love, <laughs> I love everything that you said tonight. Um, I, do I want every bass, I want every bass in your roller to hear you talk about their songs oh. so intelligently and so. <sighs> Laura, you know what I mean. You take over. I'm a little, I'm a little overclamped. <laughs> oh, baby, <laughs> oh, it's okay. That's what makes this real. I just, I have to say, what I love hearing is how. Two different fans can listen to the same song and for some it evokes a really strong memory and i like nessa listening to your stories because not only does it evoke an, a, me a memory or a story but you you hear the keyboard you hear yeah. you know them harmonizing you find all these little nuances within the song and i love that it, you know what it does is it gets me excited and it makes yeah. me want to go back now and really re-listen to these songs. Yes. And not just the words. Totally the point of your podcast, right? Totally the point of this show. And I'm so glad I can be part of that because it's 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 better than we think it was, right? Or yes. that we were told yes. it was. It's so yes. much better than that. Exactly. exactly. It is. Because I think as teenagers, I mean, for me, being the, the, the pop, bubblegum music lover that I am, I was a word person. I love the words yeah. and the poppiness of a song, but it's kind of neat to go back now as an adult and re and really re-listen to those songs. Yeah. And, and, and there's a wonderful little sort of a quiet renaissance with them happening with pop culture right now. You hear it on uh, ball games that they play on Saturday night. They play Saturday night commercials, True. television and and you know movies and films so it is wonderful so nessa thank you so much you're just wonderful we love you so much we might have to come we might, we might have to have you come back again and do another hour because i can, I can <laughs> do this do with you forever my my second top 10 right i'm i could have yes, done exactly it, it exactly agony it was agony because there's okay. so much about them that i love but these you'll have to do it again there might yeah we'll definitely do it again 
Sounds like All right. Well, thank you, Nessa, and thanks to everyone who helps make, make this show happen every week. And remember, don't let the music die. Yesterday, when I was young, I played the game, never won. Thought rock and roll would bless my soul forever. Songs of love and ecstasy remind me how it used to be. I thought those days would never end, but now it seems I need a friend. I remember all those days gone by I remember all the faces The old familiar places Don't let the music die No, I saw Share is the reason why And I remember